Welcome to Make It Happen, episode number 19. Hello, my name is Ali Meehan and I'm your host for today. And in the Make It Happen studio, we have Catherine Edie. Catherine is an expert in mindset and resilience and helps to inspire a different way of thinking. Hi, Catherine. Hi, Ali. Nice to see you. Good to see you too. So for the ladies who don't know of you, please tell us a bit about Catherine and a little bit about Up and Thrive. I will. So yeah, I, hi, I'm Catherine. Um, as you say, I'm the founder of Up and Thrive. Um, and I guess I'm really, my real passion is about supporting people to thrive outside of their comfort zone um, and knowing that I've played a part in that particular journey. Um, so I support female entrepreneurs and aspiring leaders with the mindset. And by that, I guess I mean self-belief, um, the courage, the resilience. So I put that all under mindset um, to embrace change and thrive. Um, and I work um, as a consultant, I also work as a coach, um, collaborating mainly with mainly at an organisational level, but I do also work with individuals, um, delivering mindset programmes around creating positive and inclusive cultures. Um, in terms of a bit about me, so I'm British, um, I'm currently back living in the UK, I've just had three years living in Montreal, um, but we plan as a family, hopefully, to go away again at some point. Um, so it's important for me that Up and Thrive is a portable business. Um, so I do a lot of work locally face to face, um, but I also do um, try to do as much work as I can online um, and continue to collaborate within a global network. So I'm, so I'm really interested in kind of doing that. And that was kind of my interest in, in chatting to you and, and speaking to your audience. Um, and I guess when I'm not um, when I'm not working, when I'm not trying to get my clients to push boundaries, um, then I'm usually out running or swimming in open water. Or as a family, we do quite a lot of backpacking and uh, bike packing adventures. So we went to Indonesia last summer and travelled around there for four weeks. Wow, great experience! <laughs> yes, yeah, <it's> good. <laughs> so, when did your business journey start? Um, so way back, I guess, um, in 2003, um, so when I left my job in the international NGO sector, um, and I set, I decided to set up my own learning consultancy. So I'd been in a job where I was supporting um, expats to prepare for, for a change to go and work overseas, um, and also to work uh, with alongside local staff as part of a global team. And because I was working in some of the poorest communities in the world, it was really important that those people were able to really hit the ground running and really work together effectively straight away um, to the benefit of those communities. There wasn't really any time for sort of adjustment or um, kind of uh, not getting on with each other. <laughs> because what we were trying to deliver was really key. Yeah. Um, so, so that was great. I learned loads. I travelled loads. Um, I love the job, um, but after about six or seven years, I just became a bit jaded with the travel, to be honest. Um, I got to the point whereby it was kind of like, oh, another airport, um, another community. And I knew at that point, right, OK, it's time to look at what I've learned and apply that in a different context. Um, and so I set up on my own and was really lucky to, about, to be able to apply those skills and work with organisations like the Premier League. Um, so working with sort of elite football players um, and their families, um, also with sort of some quite multinational global companies, MTV, uh, warehouse, fashion group, 
um, and also a lot of universities in the UK because at the time that, that was the time when a lot of those universities were internationalizing so suddenly they had a lot of international students arriving but they didn't really staff weren't really aware of how to work or support how to support them most effectively right okay yeah so that, yeah so that's yeah. that's where I started and um, yeah <laughs> okay. yeah good I mean I think a lot of people think that traveling is quite glamorous but actually when you do a lot of it it's, it's yeah. very tiring because you only really ever get to see the hotel or the airport it's very rare that you'll get the extra days to enjoy visiting yeah. that particular country yeah, and I was working in you know I was I was so I would arrive and I was working in some quite and then I would be taken out to some quite rural locations some quite you know some potentially quite harsh locations and I just um, that had a toll but it was also yeah like you say there's the that whole kind of thing of kind of three weeks so I was in London at the time but it would be three weeks in London and then a kind of a week away and then back for kind of two weeks and then three weeks away and so to try and get any sense of uh, routine home routine was very difficult um, so yeah so I, I knew and I knew also that that wasn't going to be tenable with a family yeah and that was, yeah one of my aspirations so. okay yep good that always came in the mix as well <laughs> <laughs> so the audience for these videos are in large part foreigners living in a foreign land and yeah. you've already mentioned that you help empower women entrepreneurs and aspiring leaders with mindset and resilience to embrace change and thrive so what's been your in your experience the biggest threat that as women expats, we feel towards change and how can we be overcomers? Yeah, sure. Um, so I, I think that's a really interesting question because I think um, the biggest obstacle often to women expats um, to taking the leap and really doing something different actually isn't a lack of vision or desire to change. So I work with a lot of people within companies who um, actually um, are really fearful of change. But actually, when we, I think, certainly from my experience and the work that I've done with women expats, actually what I see is a group of people who actually aren't fearful of change because by nature of the fact that they've, they've undergone a huge change, you know, they've, they've chosen, and I use that word kind of in inverted commas, but they've yeah. chosen on the whole to, um, to embrace a big change in their lives. Um, and so um, I don't think it's that desire, but I think sometimes it's the, it's the self-belief that they can actually do it um, and so I see women expats who are highly resilient um, they have many strategies within themselves to deal with change uncertainty and ambiguity um, because they've supported themselves and often others to make a move from one side of the world to another um, and settle in a new country which is a, which is a huge thing to do but they often don't recognize what they've done what they've yeah. achieved and they often don't give themselves credit for what they've achieved and so I and and recognise what yeah what they've done and where how they can apply those strategies of moving to a new country to say setting up a new business because often the, the challenges are very similar yeah um, and um, so I just think we need to find ways kind of to be kinder to ourselves um, to kind of reduce that inner critic um, that kind of gives us a bit of a hard time I think more often than not um, and holds us back. Um, and to really support and celebrate each other, which is what I think is fantastic about the work that you do. It's about bringing people together 
it's about collaboration not competition um you know we we are all we are all unique and we all offer something different but let's support each other to really bring that out um and, and inspire other women to do the same i just think if we could do that that, that you know that that really lights my fire and that's really yeah. amazing amazing thing to be able to do yeah yeah so yeah so you as Catherine what's been your biggest um change and how have you cope with it what what would be your tips yeah so i guess um being a woman of a certain age um there's been a number number of changes in my life getting married um taking the leap initially to run my own business having children um, but I guess the most recent and probably the most influential for me um, has been the change that I took in 2015, which is when I moved with my family. So as I say, I'd lived and worked overseas in many different kind of contexts before, but I'd never take, we'd never done that kind of wholesale family move um, to somewhere. Um, and I moved my family to Montreal and um, in Canada. And um, it was something that I'd aspired to do for a long time. So I wasn't being, I wasn't dragged in any way. In fact, it was probably me doing the pushing. Um, I really wanted my children in particular. So I come from Chester in the UK. Um, it's, um, it's quite, it's quite white. It's quite middle class. It's quite insular. And I was um, passionate about my children having an opportunity to experience somewhere else. Um, I think, you know, if you if you work in an area where you're encouraging people to push their boundaries uh, it for me it felt authentic to also be doing that and, and supporting that within our own family so that for me was a real driver um and um but even though i was this aspiring positive you know this is something i really wanted to do expat um i did find it a real challenge um and i think the biggest challenge i faced was um my, my sense of identity was really challenged. Um, I'd gone from being, a, yes, a mum of two, but also a small business owner running a successful business for 15 years. That business wasn't portable. It relied very much on face-to-face -face, uh, contact with the network of clients that I'd built up here in the UK. Um, and so by making that shift, there wasn't really much opportunity there that that business had kind of had to had to close and be reinvented. That was, right. that was that there was no, there wasn't really a, 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 any other options there. Um, and so that really set me on a journey of really thinking about, okay, so what is my sense of purpose? What is it that I want to do? Um, uh, you know, I was kind of uh, mid forties, 43, I guess, when we went. Um, and it was kind of like, right, okay, what do I want the next kind of 15 years, I guess, to look like um, for me? And um, yeah, and I went from being kind of very much an expat partner, um, there defined by my kids and my husband's job, because it was my husband's job that we went for. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, to, to kind of really looking at, okay, what, so what, what is it that I really want to do? And I was, I was able to then to use my experience of cultural transition, um, but also of entrepreneurship to support expat partners to redefine and reinvent themselves. And so that was, that was really exciting and started me then on a journey of then creating very much this new story, which is what I contrived for me is really about. Great. So, yeah. yeah, so that's kind yeah. of that. You, yeah. you, made, you asked about tips and um, there was low, I kind of was thinking, well, there's, there's hundreds and one tips. But um, I guess my biggest tip 
would, is all, and always my starting point when I'm working with clients around this is thinking about, okay, so it's about really doing that piece around what's important to you and um, what is your, what's your vision? Um, what's your, uh, what do you see as your paramount purpose, you know, to, in terms of delivering? And, and discuss that, share that, make sure you're, you know, if you're in a relationship, make sure your partner's on board with that too. Um, because I think that is actually what you can rely on and, and, and use when you meet obstacles further down the road. Yeah. Um, in terms of you know the drive basically that's the drive that's that's what sits within you here not here it's about what sits within you here in your heart and it's that that kind of okay today's not a great day but actually what's really important for me is that I get this message out and I think that's what that's what the drive is that's what the drive is there yeah. um I did write a blog actually because when I was in Montreal I blogged quite a lot and I did write a blog around um moving from being expat partner into kind of that more sort of global career and there's some more tips on there so I'm more than willing to share that if we can share that through a link or something yeah yeah no, that'd be really good yeah so they can, yeah they can get that there but yeah, yeah that would probably be my main my main tip I think is really that um working out what's important for you yeah and that's actually really good advice before people move to another country as well what they're looking for why they're moving what they what their expectations are when they get there and then yeah. researching whether that's actually going to be possible because okay. I do I do a lot of work with women that are thinking about moving but don't always have time to do the research or um, mm -hmm. thinking about what's in it for them when they get yeah. there so yeah. yeah that's a good very good tip definitely. definitely yeah who or what would be your inspirational change person or book or video or thought um i think my, so my main inspiration for me around change is, is my kids is my children so i've got two children they're 10 and 13 um and i guess um I, what i'm really interested there is in, in is just that role modeling piece really in terms of i want to really be able, i want to show them that whilst um whilst they can't do everything so <laughs> there's loads of stuff out there that we can do. And um, I think there's lots of people out there rushing around like, you know, mad things, trying to do everything. Um, and so I kind of, my kind of real mantra is we can't do everything actually, but what you can do is anything. And so what I, I, I want to show them that I want, you know, for me, the change piece is really about, it's always about engaging with something or someone different. Um, and it's by pushing ourselves out of that comfort zone, learning from somebody different, uh, having our having our values sometimes challenged, um, listening to somebody new. Um, that's how actually we learn, and that's how we become more self aware, more resilient, more confident. And I guess that's the type of people that I believe the future needs. And so I start with I start kind of I try and start on my own patch, if you like, within my four walls, and then I look to how I can take that that kind of those kind of ideas wider would you say you're a serial expat or are you creating roots at the moment um i guess i'm a bit of both um i we're back here in the uk as i say which is where where i kind of i'm from i guess although actually i was born and brought up in germany for 10 years but i kind of i, I identify with the uk as my home um, and it's certainly where our extended family all are um 
So it's I'm about creating at the moment. It's about creating roots again for my children. Um, my son was um, six when we left for Montreal. Um, so he some of he, he does have memory of here, but it was a bit patchy in places. And so for me, it was also it was about him coming back and getting that sense of connection, and for my daughter too. Um, but um, but I, but I do but we do have aspirations to go abroad again. Um, and um, we, we gained, as a family, we gained so much from our experience in Montreal um, that, you know, if anyone was ever thinking of going away anywhere, then I would hands down recommend it okay. um, in, in the right context. Yeah. Um, but, um, but I think that, um, yeah, so it's kind of, it's roots, but maybe not roots for me. <laughs> I'm more on the serial expat. Yeah. <laughs> I mentioned I'm more on the serial expat thing but I'm but I'm conscious also that it was about also coming back and and spending time with grandparents at a time when um they're still around to, to they're still around and we they can enjoy the children and they're act, they're all active and they can right. be involved um yeah you know who knows what will happen further down the road um, I'm sorry crystal war do we so yeah yeah <laughs> and when you, when you travel and move around the world what do you actually take with you to make you feel at home um i guess i don't know nothing nothing major really um i'm not a big kind of home comforts person um as long as i've got um i don't know photographs of photographs of family that's quite important for me if they're not coming with me um but um you know not nothing in particular that for home I, I do like to have you know i have sort of things that i always travel with like a decent notebook and a nice pen <laughs> and a good hand cream but, <laughs> but really to be honest I'm not massively I guess I don't have big associations with what where home is home is kind of where I am and the people that I want to be with are I guess in some ways so yeah nothing nothing in particular okay good. <laughs> What's one thing you will achieve in 2019 to inspire, evolve, or transform yourself? Um, so I've just been nominated for an award with the work that I do. Wow. Um, Congratulations. Um, yeah, thank you. Um, for the work I've done around inspiring female entrepreneurs. Um, and so um, who knows if I win it, but that would be a great achievement if I did. Um, and... Um, I don't know for me that's kind of it's it's something that um perhaps in the past I haven't been quite really you know I'm not particularly one of these people that's like oh I've done this I've done that I've done this um but I'm kind of learning that actually and I and I do you know when I'm talking to people I'm very much always about it's really important actually that we do celebrate our achievements and we do talk about them because actually that is that's how we become inspirational to others um so um so yeah i think i think that's that will yeah that, that is probably something to shout about and talk it about it is yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we talk within my community about how important it is to actually celebrate those achievements and not move on too quickly yeah. because i'm aware that we get you know we may win an award and think well i've won it now so i you know i'll move on to the next thing but actually to spend time enjoying that celebration and the attitude of gratitude before you move on to the next big thing yeah definitely because yeah because yeah. I think we can we can often just be focused on 
um, yeah, like say the next thing or not, not having everything that we want now and being quite future focused, which I think is useful to a point. But like you say, when we're moving, if we're moving so quickly that we don't get a chance just to sort of stop and reflect and, and, and celebrate where we've got to now, um, we can be left with that feeling of constantly having a bit like a hamster in a wheel, isn't it? Constantly yeah. trying to move into the next thing. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah definitely. There's, there's something in that, I think. Are there any books that you've read in the last year that have particularly inspired you? Um, well, I, I guess in the last year, I've been very much, as I say, in the process of creating this kind of new story for me. So um, using kind of using my old story, but looking at how I can build on it and, and recreate it. So a lot of the books that I've been reading, some have been some have been books that I've been rereading, um, but stuff around um, story brand. Um, uh, Sumo is another one. Um, Atomic Habits by James Clear. I love um, Atomic Habits by James Clear. It's great. It's yep. great. Yeah, yeah. really good. Book. Yeah. So, Beauty of Discomfort by Amanda Lang. I think that's got some really nice messaging in and around um, how we, the importance of um, uh, embracing change, but also recognizing that change actually, no, it isn't comfortable. Um, it is such a difficult thing to do by human nature. <clears throat> you know, we are creatures of habit. Um, so if you want to do something different, you are going to have to step yourself out of what's comfortable and into discomfort. And she talks, she uses some great examples and case studies of, of discomfort and levels of discomfort and how we can better manage that. Um, so lots of books really bits you know no one book in there stands out for me but there's lots of books in there that have just I've taken chunks off if you like that have helped me in terms of recreating that recreating that story as I've sort of as I've tried to sort of move it forward and evolve it because um, I think that's what's important when when a business is your own it's not it's not a static you're not static in it you are at the center of it so you are evolving and so should your business be evolving with you too and it's a good list for people that are thinking about starting a new business or looking at changing what their business is doing. Uh, yeah. Business has evolved. So it's a, it's a good list. <clears throat> yeah. So if you're, yeah, yeah. Cause I think part of, part of about being an entrepreneur is your ability to be able to adapt and pivot. And so you need to, it's looking at how you can do that. Um, and I, I think if people are looking particularly at setting up, a, a global business then I think Daniel Priestley's The Entrepreneurial Revolution Journey is, is a good one because that that um, it, it's nothing I don't think there's anything amazingly new there but the way he sets it out is really you know and he has questions at the end of each chapter really gets you thinking oh yeah okay have I got that in place yes have I got that in place yes and the step I like the way he builds he builds the foundations um, and, and kind of to make sure that everything is in place so you're not rushing off trying to do this before you've got that sorted out. Um, and was a good checker for me in terms of expectations. So, you know, are you expecting suddenly to kind of, you know, on month three to have 15 inbound inquiries? It's kind of that. It was a good, it was a good reality check, I think, in terms of have you got everything in place. So it's hmm. a good one too, I think. Yeah, yeah, good. What would be your advice to the younger Catherine? Um, advice to me, um, well, I'm not sure it's to a younger Catherine. I think it's, <laughs> I think it's also to an older Catherine. Um, 
for me, my big thing is patience. So I have to really work hard to cultivate patience. Um, so I think that's sort of that real piece around, and, and like you've alluded to there in terms of the celebrating success, it's about patience. And then it's also about really enjoying that journey. So what's today about for you? What are you going to get from today? Rather than, rather than sort of constantly looking ahead and thinking, oh yeah, well, when I get... Um, to x y or z then i will be you know x y or z so that very much more um just in, yeah enjoying now for what for not for what now brings really yeah, um, yeah. is a big thing yeah. not yeah based on my younger self and, and also for me currently um as i'm kind of rebuilding um and recreating connections and that fits well with new women arriving in spain too because they do have expectations that they will settle in very quickly and it doesn't always happen that way. So that's, that's good advice too about patience. Yeah, definitely. I think that kind of, I do think that real, yeah, recognizing that, um, you know, if we think of that whole sort of adjustment curve, I used to do a lot of work with, um, with master's students um, and, you know, they're in an international, they're coming in, they're only in for nine months. But research shows that, you know, actually it can take three to nine months to adjust. So I think there's things we can do to reduce that time that it takes us to, to adjust to things. I think your point around expectations is a massive one. So really checking expectations before we, before we leave um, and being kind of um, as aware as possible, I guess, as knowledgeable as possible about what we're going into can really help that adjustment period. Um, but I think it is also recognising that actually it is a process and it's a process that everybody goes through and everybody has to go through um, at different it will be it will take different amounts of time for different people um, but it but we all have to do it yeah yeah um, absolutely. you can't rush it because no because you also some I think there's also that thing if you, you think you're done and you think you're sorted and you're all settled and then you do that and then you get that next tip <laughs> and it, you know, it takes you know it takes a while doesn't it in terms of that kind of to really really feel that you've got you're sort of fully grounded yeah i mean my advice to women is always to go back to their own country after they've been here about six months because then you will appreciate how much you've changed and how much you've moved on no, um, and that helps with the with the transition to a new country yeah yeah definitely so if people want to connect with you which is the best way for them to find you are there special social media platforms you prefer or website or um yeah so i have my website so they can find me on upandthrive.com um so that's uh yeah so they can find me there and then there's an there's an option to actually sign up um into my newsletter there as well so if they want to be kept up with mailing resources um as i said i blog so i tend to put those out on there too um or um connect with me on linkedin is a, is a really good way to to find me too um and i'm under Catherine Ede. On, on LinkedIn so yeah you can find me there great well thank you for your tips it's been lovely speaking to you really good speaking to you too thank and, you. and hope we get to see you in Spain at some point oh that would be brilliant I'd love that yes yes yes, yes. I hope you enjoyed this interview if you're a woman who's living in Spain or a woman who's thinking about moving to Spain come and join us at costawomen.com. It's completely free to join. Please also come and follow us on YouTube or listen to our recordings via Spotify.
just look for Coastal Women Make It Happen.